Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Uh, 2024, everybody. Ben and Woods back with you live, 97.3 The Fan. Great to be here with you this morning. Uh, I'll say the heart is uh, is racing a little bit. The blood is pumping, and uh, I'm excited to be back with my friends. My friends Paulie and Ben, my friends all the Tier 1s out there. And uh, Happy New Year to everybody listening right now. It has been an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, we will get to all of that and then some, but... Man, I, I need to calm it down a little bit. I'm pretty fired up. That new intro got me really, really hyped. Polly, my heart's racing. I wish I had my, I don't know what my heart's beating. It's probably like 140 beats a minute right now, I feel like. Uh, but it's just good to be back, man. I missed you guys. I missed coming to work. I missed talking sports with you. I missed talking about my kids, obviously. Uh, I missed talking about everything. I just, I missed you both. I have had so many Taylor Swift things to talk about oh, it's over just, the break. They add up, you know, God. after a while. Uh, I'm Woodsy, by the way, for those of you that don't know. That's Paul Rindle. He's our executive producer. He's the imaging director of the station. Paulie, welcome back. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Good to be back. To my left, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. He always stays above the fray. His name is Benjamin Higgins. Good I'm just morning. here for the run differential and Aztecs talk. That's it. That's, that's really the only reason that I showed up this morning. That, so. that is it, and I know, I know we will get to both of those uh, today. But before anything else, you got to tell me about our new open that I just heard, because uh, that's the first time I have actually heard it. Yeah. I know you and Paul have jumped into the lab during our break, so what did I just hear? That is uh, Cochise by Audio Slave. Mm. That is uh, Cornell, Chris Cornell with the guys from uh, Rage Against the Machine, a little side project that I love, always have. 
Um, and I was listening to it over the break, and I, it just popped in my head, and I texted to Paulie immediately. I go, new open. And he goes, listen to it, and he goes, yep, I'm in. I was Megan, running around. Your wife Megan texts me. She goes, I love it. Hannah goes, I love it. We it's were funny. We run it by the wives. We run it by the wives before we run it by Ben. Yeah. You yeah. texted me the song. We're driving. I'm like, hang on. Let me see what this is. Oh, I know this song. Let's. I was like, all right, quiet. Quiet on the set. I want to yeah, feel visualize like I'm okay, 6 a.m., Tuesday, January 2nd, how does this sound? And I'm listening to that song, and I go, oh, yeah, when yeah. that guitar picks up, it's a jam. I'm in. By the way, running it by Ben means playing it for the first time <laughs> on, on the, the air for on the Ben radio. to hear and seeing what he thinks. Yeah. Now, there's no running it by Ben on this show. Well, I, I hope everyone had a uh, had a nice, uh, relaxed break. <laughs> I, spent, I spent the entire time trying to recover from the Christmas and holiday extravaganza, to be honest. That was some four hours and... If we didn't make it clear, I just want to thank everybody, uh, all of our in-studio guests, all of our Tier 1s, everyone who joined us on the live stream, everyone who listened in for what is always one of the most special days of the year here on Ben and Woods. I know it was uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I think I'm finally ready to come up and, and get some air after what a spectacular four hours that was uh, back on, what was it, December 20th? 20th? Yeah, December, yeah, December 20th. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you leave you leave on a... On a Five pr- days before Christmas. You leave on a pretty good high, and then it all comes crashing down <laughs> a couple days later, uh, which, you know, listen, that's the nature of this, this dirty, dastardly business that we are in. Uh, at times, but hey, listen. Uh, how did you guys have a good break? I mean, was yours relaxing? Did you get any relaxation done? Mine was uh, extremely relaxing. Uh, spent it good almost entirely at home. Uh, kids were great. We had a very nice uh, at-home Christmas. No stress, no drama. It's about cool. as as dreamlike cool. as I can get for a holiday. I assume yours was exactly the same one. Yeah, mine was like a like a Corona commercial. <laughs> it, like, just think about toes in the sand. Ice cold Corona. Andy Samberg or whoever that is. Just drinking beer. (laughs) Just having a great time. No, mine was terrible. And in fact, it's just it's funny you bring this up because I was at was at my uh, I was picking up Taylor on his last day of school and one of the dads there was like, Hey, looking forward to shutting it down and getting a little break and I looked at him, I go, No. I go, I there's not gonna be any break. I said, We're leaving for Arrowhead tomorrow. I said, both of these lunatics are home from school. There's no break. And he goes, bro, you know you said the exact same thing last year on the first show of the year. I go, I did? He goes, yeah, like almost verbatim. So I called Paulie. I go, pull it because I want to hear it. So apparently this is what I said a year ago today. Same thing, same situation. After the last two weeks with my family, I'm never taking vacation again. <laughs> you, I'm going to work. How many days? How many work days are there in a year? Two hundred and two hundred sixty. I'm going to do two hundred and seventy shows by myself <laughs> if I have to. It's not a vacation. That's not a vacation. My kids were out of school. That's not a vacation at all. I'm not recharged. I'm worse than when I left. I'm way worse. It's not a vacation. I'm not recharged uh, in the slightest. Same exact the exact I could say the exact same thing today, with uh, with you know other extenuating circumstances uh, in there as well. But uh, what I will say about all of of that right now is, if you've listened to this show, Kendrick Morales with a home run, Vladimir Guerrero. Dang it! If you've if, if you've listened to this show before. 
we don't typically subscribe to the long tees, right? Hey, let's get them in. Then let's make them stay for three hours until we can. We don't do the, wait till you hear what Paul stepped in coming up at 9.15. It's not who we are. It's not who we've ever been. We never will be. I, those are called radio mechanics. I don't believe in them. Allegedly, they work, but we're the number one show. So whatever we're doing, it's working. We'll so, tease what's coming up next. Sure, it's coming up you, next. To keep you through the commercial Of course, breaks, but, but I, what I don't do is wait till you guys hear what happened to Ben's car at 9.15. Yeah. It's just not what we do. Tease something every 10 minutes. That's three and a half hours right. away. No. So I don't believe in them. I think it sounds hokey. So if you're tuning in right now to get all of the dirt, you're going to have to wait. And it's not because we want to do You will get it, though. It's not because we want to do the radio mechanics. It's not. We cannot talk about an active employee right now. I'll say that again. We cannot talk about an active employee Hmm. here on our show right now. And that's where it ends. Now, at 8.20 this morning, I do believe roughly around 8.20. And again, here I am doing the long tees. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, it's not my choice. That's what the law says. I can't say anything right now. About an active employee. An active employee, 8.20 this morning, Adam Klug, our boss, will come in. He wants to set the record straight. Aww. That dude had a worse holiday than anyone. Um, I would say he and I probably, he's probably first. I'm right behind him. Um, as far as a lot of shrapnel being thrown, you know, my way, his way. I noticed Ben skates as usual. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the bummer for me, I will say this. There's a lot of dudes in this town, in media, that have made their entire career on quote unquote telling it like it is, right? And I'm talking newspapers, radio, podcasts, whatever. That's all they ever want to tell you is, oh, I tell it like it is. My friends, all you did in the last two weeks is tell it like it ain't. Every single one of you. Every one of you. You told it like it's not. And you thought you know, but you don't know. You don't know. And I've gone back and forth on how pissed do I want to get. And yesterday, I was as zen as could be. This morning, I'm not. I'm not. So I went back through this morning and was reading some tweets, and I was like, you know what, dude? Can I just say, I, I had a feeling this would happen. Yeah. Because we, uh, we met for breakfast We yesterday. had our, our, our breakfast, our pre-year breakfast. Annual uh, New Year's Day breakfast, the three of us. And you did seem pretty zen about I it. I was. You kind of just wanted to skate by it all entirely and just move on and, and, and get on with our show. And I go, that's interesting. That's, that's unlike Stephen Woods. Mm-hmm. And then you came in this morning and you were fired up. I was pretty hot this morning. I was reading some tweets and it just got me, you know, it got me thinking again. Um, listen, you don't want to give, <laughs> normal people don't want to give oxygen to false accus- accusations, rumor, speculation. I'm a little bit different in that respect. I don't mind fighting back. I never have. Um, my wife gets on me. She said, you know, listen, if you're on top, people, what's the Taylor Swift song? Because here we go, talking about Taylor Swift. (laughs) Something about throwing rocks at people on top. And she brought that up to me, and I go. People throw rocks at things that shine. Things that shine, maybe. And I go, 
okay, well, why did the if you're doing well, why do you have to just sit and wear the rocks? I don't wear rocks. I don't want to to wear you know that for especially for something I had nothing to do with. So she's like, yeah, but if you if you promote this person, that's what they want. I go, well, what do I care? What do I? It's not a threat to me. You know, Lee Hacksaw Hamilton is not a threat to me. I'll put Lee. I'll put Lee on the air. I don't care. Go go Call to his, in, coward. Go to his website and read his stuff. I'll just I'll, I'll give you a, a little promotion here. Show you what kind of guy I am. LeeHacksawHamilton.com. Go check it out. But I got to ask you, Ben. You're the most journalistic person on this program, at least. When can when did we find out we could just say stuff? Because <laughs> I I read things this weekend or this week. That were like fairy tales. I read fairy tales to my kids that are more believable than some of the stuff I read and the stuff I heard. Well, I when think, can I, think, I when when did it come that I can just say stuff? Well, I think we've learned over the last few years that there are no consequences to being wrong anymore. None. In fact, sometimes there are rewards for being wrong. We see it all the time, especially. With the big national hosts. We talked about it with the Otani stuff. There were no yeah. consequences for guys saying, he's on a plane to Toronto, guys. Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. So when there are no consequences to being wrong, and sometimes there are actually rewards because you pop up the engagement, you get people talking, saying your name, why wouldn't you just throw out as much stuff as you can out there, even if you don't have the facts behind it? I, I think the only thing that's left, and, and the way that I've always tried to at least conduct myself, both on the air and off the air, all the time, is make choices that you won't regret and that won't embarrass yourself later. If you feel good about your own choices. But what if you have no shame? Like some of these people that, again, have made their dollars in this town by quote-unquote telling it like it is. It's like the thing they beat their chest the most about. I, I tell it like it is. Everybody else is afraid to say what I say. What about those five guys? D- do you have no shame? When does the shame leave me? Because I would be mortified. <laughs> if I said something that wound up in the New York Post that was a complete myth, I'd be, I would want to crawl in a hole and die. How does that, when does that go away? I'm curious. So I can just so I can get on here this morning and say Lee Hacksaw Hamilton steals cars. The I can say that. Well, I mean, you can. Do you feel shame about it or not? That's the question. It, it, because I I could say I have sources that said he likes to steal cars. He has a slim gym. He carries it around his pocket. He steals cars. Is that because it's the same thing he did to me over the break? It's the exact same thing. You know, and so no, I would never do that because I'm not an idiot. The lack of journalistic integrity from people that have legitimate platforms like the Union Tribune, Coast News Group, whatever you want to say, the lack of journalistic integrity making maybe you know, I don't want to get too far into it, but it was it was shocking. People that have done this for 20, 30 years and just throwing the rule book out the window just completely gone. So, hey, they listen, wanted to run with something. You know, and and I, I just to catch that shrapnel is 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 terrible. It's terrible. It sucked. It sucked. My vacation sucked. But listen, at the end of the day, we're here. We're going to do our show today. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk some sports today. We're going to talk everything today. But I am uh I was pretty hot 
I was pretty hot over the break. I'm pretty hot right now. Uh, and in a couple hours, I won't be. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't like the brush that uh, I was painted with. The thing that you know, the thing that I think bothered me the most is that I, I thought that I had more credibility than Lee Hacksaw Hamilton, but apparently I do not. You're going to believe that guy over me, that guy that used to steal interviews as his own, chop them up at his voice to make them his own interview. Right? Things like that. And, and I think that's the thing that bummed me out the most. And, um, you know, as far as... Somebody who actively tried to get employees fired on his lineup. Somebody all who the time. undermined other uh, hosts and has, tried to steal their endorsements. Has done nothing but slag off every media member in this town. I- I'll say this to you, Lee, and I know you're listening. Just because you don't have a show doesn't mean other people don't deserve shows. I didn't have any problem with you until what happened over the break. All right? So, you know, now, like I told you in a tweet, you have to with the wrong show. Now I'm pissed, man. And I think for good reason. You don't owe me an apology. I wouldn't take it. And you wouldn't give it. Who are we kidding? You wouldn't give it. You've probably never apologized for anything in your life. Ben, you know him. You worked with him. Does anybody have a nice thing to say about that dude? I under, I appreciate what you did and how you started, but that was decades ago. Those days are gone. Okay? They're gone. And if you listen to the great Bruce Springsteen that all the scribes do, glory days, they'll pass you by glory days. They will pass you by. It's not about yesterday. It's about today. And it's about moving forward. Well, I will make one promise to You everybody. just heard the best 15 <laughs> minutes of radio. 16, actually. I will make one <laughs> promise to everybody out there. This four hours will be transformative. That's... Uh, that's all that I can say for, I think, everybody, for people who want to know the truth, for people who want to know what's the future going to look like. It will be transformative. That's all we can say. We will leave it at that. You will know more in the second half of this program coming up. All right. When we come back, Forrest Gump over here hasn't gotten to his entirety <laughs> of his break story. <laughs> That you, that is really building the myth. It really is getting weird. And we've got so much to cover. We'll kind of lay out where we're heading this morning as well. Hand out some menus well, for Padres, yeah. for college football, for the Aztecs, over Gonzaga over the weekend. I mean, we got a ton to get to after being off for a week and a half. I was going to say, like, the days have run together so much. We weren't on the air when the Padres made. Were we on the air when they made their their signing? No, no, no. Oh my it was, god! It was very shortly after the rumors had been swirling. Okay, had, I think it was the the night before the extravaganza is when the rumors came. Like, all right, Yahoo Sports in Japan. Let's get into all of that. Me. Let's get into all of that stuff because we need an update on where the Padres stand currently. And it's been very, very. It's been pretty quiet since we left. Welcome. Good morning. Happy New Year, Tier Ones, and everybody else out there. It's Ben and Woods. Let's check traffic as we get rolling here on a Tuesday on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You want to hear your anger about the, oh, it's the, the polls. It's I, as angry as I am right now about about that dude with the soupy mustache, I know you're just as mad about the polls. And I want I this is your platform too. I want to give you the chance to absolutely unload. We've got a ton to get to, including we have so including much, including pollsters who have no idea what they're doing. Are they throwing darts? At, should we just do it here? Because I, mean, I know you're. Well. I know we you're might, livid. We might as well. No, listen, no. My, my 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 Shia LaBeouf. How do you say his name? Shia LaBeouf. Buff. Shia LaBeouf. I think. Buff. Shia LaBeouf. Shia. I, so my Shia LaBeouf story can wait. For my anger, I you, want you really want to you want to just let me wind me up right now at the I, beginning of the show. I just went nuts. All right, so I would like to hear your. What are you most passionate about? Obviously, not coming to, to the defense of your teammates, but come to the defense of the San Diego State Aztecs. <laughs> just once, Paulie, I'd like to see him send it. He did. I lied. You did send one tweet over the weekend. Where somebody called us out for not talking about the Aztecs. You did defend yourself. You said, I tweet about the Aztecs all the time. I'll take criticism where criticism is due, but I talk about this the Aztecs. This is not it. He was so mad. It's the only thing he was mad at. His, his partner gets called a liar and a backstabber, and he goes, eh, whatever, he'll be fine. But you do not question Ben's Aztecs fandom ever, ever. I saw you, your tweet. Let me have it now. Again, my Shia LaBeouf story right. can wait. Hey, hang on to that. If you're gonna do a top twenty-five poll, why you've got to make it make <laughs> sense when the voters are asked. All right, put put these teams in order one through twenty-five. They hand in a ballot each weekend and and determine you know who the top teams in college basketball are. And I understand it. Honestly, it's meaningless. It doesn't determine who goes to the NCAA tournament. You don't get a trophy at the end of the season for finishing number one or in the top 25. It is actually somewhat pointless. But if you're going to go through the exercise and you're going to take it seriously, and I know the Associated Press claims to take it seriously with their voters and they, you know, they go through all the teams each week, you have to put a little bit of thought into how you're ranking teams. Bro, it, it, that, that one doesn't even require thought though. And, and again, it's subjective. Everyone has their opinion. You can make a lot of cases for you know who you think is number one and, and who belongs in the top twenty five. And if you don't think the Aztecs are a top twenty five team, 
I can respect that. How, I disagree though? with How? it. How? I can How respect, do you respect that? that. There's no respect no, for that. No, I, I can respect that. You can you can have an opinion about whether or not the Aztecs deserve to be in the top 25. What I cannot respect are the voters, and more than half of them in the Associated Press poll, who still had Gonzaga ahead of San Diego State. That's what I'm saying. Which you... led Gonzaga to be ranked 24th and San Diego State to be just Tw- outside 26. the poll at number 26. Mm. For that to happen, half of the people who were voting, more than half, said, yeah, I know that San Diego State just went into Gonzaga <laughs> and, and, and beat them on their By home 10. floor. And I know Gonzaga has lost four times as opposed to just twice for San Diego State. And I know San Diego State's two losses were actually pretty quality road losses at BYU, who's currently top 25, number two in the net rankings, and Grand Canyon, who's, I think, number 40 in the net rankings. <laughs> Scary and Place incredibly to tough road gym. Free I pizza know, to their I students. I know strength of schedule favors San Diego State. I know all the metrics favor San Diego State. But in my infinite wisdom that I've been granted as a poll voter, I still think for some reason that Gonzaga is belongs ahead of San Diego State in a ranking. I, that doesn't that makes no sense at all. They got beat None. by that by ten at home where they never lose. Also, has there and listen, I know listen, we do this here in San Diego. We do it. We do the a lot. The nobody respects us. Nobody respects us. They don't respect us I've here. I dismissed blah, blah, blah. that argument so long is kind of well, well it's, it's just it's, hyperbole. It's, yeah, people are just saying it. I I'm, you've got to start to believe it at some point. I think that San Diego gets zero respect zero. at all. Have I you thought, ever seen a, I, a, a finalist, Ben? A finalist. I always said, well, I mean, when San Diego State gets to a Final Four or a championship game, then they'll then get they'll their get respect. People will know who they are. They will understand it. So, yeah, I expected this year, well, San Diego State's probably going to get too much respect, actually, because they just got... I was entirely wrong. They have completely forgotten San Diego State exists just months after they went to the NCAA championship game. If if you want to say that Gonzaga is not that good this year, kind of mid, and they are. They're not as good as they've been in other years, and that Why wasn't. Why are they ahead of you? And then? that wasn't such an impressive <laughs> win. Fine, you can have them both outside Drop the them. top twenty-five. How can you say Gonzaga is still ahead of San Diego State? It makes no sense whatsoever. And if you're going to make no sense, then just don't do a poll. What if you're while you're this fired up? What do you think about Lee Hacksaw Hamilton? While I've got you this <sighs> I, fired I, up, honestly, th- those are the kind of people who still vote in those AP college <laughs> basketball polls. <laughs> Enough said. Irrelevant people who aren't paying attention to the truth of what's really going on, and that's that's why I was frustrated. What a great win on Friday night for San Diego State. It was, well, it was, so it I had the, got a little hairy. It was scary. For I had a few yeah. minutes. I had the, I was working the seals game, and my boy that works next to me, uh, El has his phone on. He's a huge Aztecs guy. He's also a Dodger fan. So we're always just giving each other grief. And I took the Aztecs plus the points, plus six points. The laugher. It was an absolute laugher if you had six points. <laughs> and we're watching the game, and there I go, oh, bet. And I can't, I can't go tweet a bunch and look at tweets. The first thing I was like, I cannot wait to get out to my car to look at what Ben has to say about this. And then yesterday when the polls came out, I was like, oh, he's, he's going to lose his mind. He's going to lose his mind. So, obviously, huge win. Who in this room would you say has the greatest eye for talent on the Aztecs basketball team? It's got to be – I'm bleeping brilliant. It's got to be me. Reese Waters has been unbel- – and I called it from the get-go. I like the cut of his jib. The guy is fantastic. 
and had a monster, monster game. You just like anyone who would turn their back on USC for another school. That's like 65% of it. That's 65% of it, uh, at least. But, but uh, well, good. Yeah. I'm glad I, mean, I got you fired up. Yeah, again, uh, even if Gonzaga is not as good as they usually are, to go into that building where they have lost now what, 13 times in the last 18 years and now twice at San Diego State that's beaten them there, that's still a quality win. And it's, I it, mean, what a 2023. For San Diego State basketball. No doubt. From the NCAA tournament run, Final Four, championship, then come back 11-2 and against that schedule and cap it off with a road win at Gonzaga. 2023, I know Connecticut won the title, but wow, the year of San Diego State basketball, that was something that's going to be tough to, to match or pass ever again. You just have to appreciate it for what it was. Well, and all it does, in my opinion, I think, if you're a player, if you're one of those guys... All you're feeling right now is a chip on your shoulder. I, I no question about it. And they start conference play. This is where this is where they make their bones right now. They start conference play tomorrow, tomorrow. And we actually have tickets for that game oh, good. later today. All right. Wonderful. Fresno State's going to be at VA House Arena to get things started. All um, right, take your deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> okay. College football was great last night. We'll get to that coming up as well. But come on, we're the Padre Station. There wasn't that much in terms of moves. There was one acquisition while we were gone. We will certainly discuss it. you got to look at where the Padres still have major, major holes to fill uh, here in 2024. A.J. Preller has not gotten to work. He needs to get to work. There's no doubt about it. He, can't put the, he cannot put a team on the field right now, essentially. He can't put a team on the field at this point. Yeah, he missed a huge opportunity over the weekend. So we will, uh, we will get to some Padres talk coming up next with Ben and Woods. Stick around. San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, let us be the Padres uh, during our holiday break. Uh, Japanese left-handed reliever, closer uh, with over 200 saves in uh, Nippon professional baseball, who will presumably, uh, you know, be a back end of the bullpen option uh, for Mike Schilt next season. You know, replacing Josh Hader not necessarily as the closer, but certainly as is a premier left-handed option and. 
I mean, like the move, obviously don't know that much about Matsui or how his stuff is going to translate to the big league game woods, but uh, Padres needed lefties, especially in the bullpen with Hader gone. Uh, he'll join Tom Cosgrove now as the, as the lefty options, uh, with Reese Kinnear, or not Reese Kinnear, with the Ray Kerr gone as well. And it was something the Padres absolutely had to do was pick up a left-handed reliever. Seemed like a, a fairly good one for, for what they were able to pay about. Five and a half million dollars a year yeah, the uh, deal, for the contract. The deal was was pretty solid, and 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 I think AJ was lauded uh, for for that deal. Five years, twenty eight million opt outs after the third and fourth years. Um, there's an injury clause that can make the fifth year a seven million dollar club option in, in the event of a serious elbow injury. Two hundred and thirty six saves, five hundred and one appearances in Japan. Two forty ERA, thirty two percent strikeout rate. He's solid. I mean, look, Josh Hader is Josh Hader. They're going to have to do things differently this year, Ben, uh, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. But um, was was texting with a buddy uh, over the, the break about the Padres. He goes, man, I, I was just sitting here remembering the lineup that we had last year and the bullpen that we had last year and still lamenting, you know, what happened to this team. Um, they're going to have to do things different. They're, they're, they do have a new skipper who has a different uh, mentality, a different approach to the game than Bob Melvin did. I think he's got a different approach to managing players than Bob Melvin did. Bob Melvin was more of a, you know, live and I'm going to let these guys be pros. I think Mike Schiltz could be potentially a little bit more uh, hands-on with these guys, and he's going to have to figure out strategic ways to help win baseball games. Not that... That's also Bob Melvin's job. He's going to have to do that with the Giants, obviously. But it's going to be different. He's not going to have the the star power that Bob Melvin had. Could it end up being a good thing for the San Diego Padres? Maybe. Maybe. It could be. Young, hungrier. Eric Gruppner said that on this very program months ago. Younger, hungrier guys you know, that are, are ready to win and make a name for themselves. Um, he's certainly not going to have the weapons, at least on paper, that Bob Melvin did. But I'm interested to see how he how he deploys some of these guys. Yeah, and Matsui could end up as the closer. Although I would I would prefer, and I would think the Padres would still prefer that Robert Suarez ends up being the ninth inning guy. And the reason I say that is you want to have more flexibility with your if you're only going to have two left-handers. Yeah. in the bullpen, I think you want to have the flexibility to deploy them. When needed, when the you know the opposing lefties, the you know when Freddie Freeman's coming up in the lineup and Shohei Otani's coming up, and you got to face those guys in an inning, you don't want to have to save your last lefty for the ninth because he's your closer. Correct. If they're coming into the eighth, you want to be able to use Matsui if he's the guy in the eighth inning, leaving Suarez potentially as the as the closer in waiting to start the season next year. Well, and listen, it could be it could be this year. It could this year. Yeah. It could be an open competition, you know, honestly, Ben, because Stephen Wilson can have nasty stuff at times. Uh Robert Suarez blew all three save chances he had last year. Every single one of them. Great. Very you know, 27 and 2 thirds innings innings is all he threw last season. So, if he's healthy and you know, Maybe he wins the job early in spring training, and then you kind of get settled into all right. This is this is my role, um, you know. But I mean, dude, nothing's guaranteed. You know, nothing's guaranteed. But it does getting that other lefty there gives him a, a few more. Options. And there, there are question marks, obviously, uh, as as you would say, Woods. He's a little bub. Yeah, he's <laughs> a little bub, like five eight yeah. or something. Um, and, and there's been successful closers who have not been Billy Wagner. You know, of of, of immense stature out on the mound. But how will that translate? 
Uh, how will he adjust to the, the, the batters, the ball, the, the different rules of Major League Baseball? Uh, will it be a quick adjustment? Will it be a long adjustment? There are certainly question marks with Yuki Matsui, as there will be with any player that you bring in over like that. If they have uh, Padres across their chest, this it, there's going to be question marks, I think, right now. There's a few guys out there. You kind of know what you can get from them. It's all health-dependent. It depends on on how they are going into the season. Um, but, I, you know, listen, I was excited about the move. I remain excited about the move. I'm excited to see his stuff. Can't wait to watch him throw a pen. Splitty is supposed to be absolutely nasty. And if you have a guy that can throw a good splitter. I was listening to Rates and Barrels. Um over the weekend with Eno Saris's podcast, and they were talking about some of the nastiest splitters in uh, Major League Baseball right now. I fully expect that name to be on next year's rates and barrels when they're talking about the nastiest splitters in baseball, uh, Yuki Matsui. So uh, I'm excited about it, man. And again, it <laughs> didn't feel like an overpay. Of course, you got the opt-outs and some of the weird clauses and stuff, but it didn't feel like a massive... Five, five and a half Five a and a half. It didn't feel like a huge overpay for this guy, which you're seeing right now, the market... You guys, I tweeted over the break, and I hope that you understand my perspective here, you, the audience, as well. Can I be in favor of baseball players getting every nickel they can from a team? Get your bag. Get it often. But can I also think that some of these deals are bananas? Like Lucas Giolito, $19.25 million a year? In my head, after the the year he had last year, I go, he should make like $2.5 million. I was $17 million off. Frankie Montas, $16 million on a one-year deal with the Cincinnati Reds? It's, it's, It's... Now, again... You're talking about two guys that have done it and done it well at that level. It's just been a while. Montas has been hurt. When he's healthy, he's absolutely nasty. But that's such a huge risk to but take. But this is what a prove-it deal looks like now. We, that's we a talked about Padres are going to need to sign some guys on prove-it deals. Well, it turns here's, out. Here's the question. Prove-it deals are incredibly expensive in 2024. Does the prove-it deal exist anymore in baseball? I, I just don't know that it does. Um because if if Giolito commands that much, and if uh, if Montas commands that much right now, it makes you as the Padre fan that looks at your rotation, looks at your lineup, looks at your bullpen. You go, oh my god, we're never filling these holes. I mean, we are never knowing fi- what the budget is. You're like, uh, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, how where, are we going to do? Where this? are we getting seven guys from? How are we? How are they? How are they like logistically going to do this and make it look like a major league roster? It's not. It's not our problem to figure out. That's AJ's problem, and Eric Katsenda and and these other guys. But that's the job. The GM is going to have to do his best GMing yet, and it's really. You don't want to go into the season on with like six wings and a prayer. Prayer. You know what I mean. You want. You want guys that you're like. No, no. These guys can play, and and we're going to let the chips fall where they may. But on, right now, can you afford it? On that note, the Padres were number two in baseball in something in 2023, not just attendance. Uh, we'll let you know right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. The uh, Associated Press had the final luxury tax bills uh, for Major League Baseball teams during our break. Came out about a, a week ago. And as you'd expect, the New York Mets uh, were number one by a long margin, paying a record almost $101 million just in luxury tax in 2023, above their record payroll that they had. But sitting there at number two, 
The second highest luxury tax bill in baseball belonged to your San Diego Padres, $39.7 million just going to the luxury tax last year. 39.7. I mean, think, think about that number. More than enough to pay for Juan Soto in 2024 that you are essentially lighting on fire. And sending, I don't even know where it goes. I mean, into the into, revenue sharing. I don't. Into I, I have no idea where that money actually goes. But it's not going towards players. It's not going toward ballpark improvements. It's not going toward anything that benefits you as a San Diego Padres fan at all. $39.7 million in luxury tax for a team that went 82 and 80 and had to scramble to get there at the end of last season. Mm. That... That's a phenomenally epic failure, as we know, by, by the Padres last year. And it's it's the reason why when, when everyone panics about you know scaling back the salary this year and on, and what does that mean for the future of Padres payrolls, that was never going to be something the Padres, or any team really, other than maybe the Mets, could sustain going forward. You can't light $40 million on fire. Every single year. You just can't. And expect to have success in Major League Baseball. You can't. The Padres had to get that number down and off the books so they can actually put their resources toward things that matter. Minor league development, signing international players, signing actual free agents to put on the field. You can't just send $40 million out into the ether and say, it's fine. It's fine. It's just the cost of doing business. It's not. It's not even the cost of doing business for the Dodgers, who came in below that, uh, you know, and other teams that are considered major markets with huge TV deals that the Padres don't have that aren't spending the kind of money that the Padres were spending last year. Yeah, and I mean the the interesting part about what the Dodgers have done this off season too. They just as we were, when we were gone, they they signed Yamamoto. Right, that happened after we left. And what's his deal? $325 million over 12 years. And I don't believe any, no opt-outs in that one. I believe that's correct. That's a lot of scratch. Now, I'm seeing right now they don't even, they don't have the highest payroll in baseball. How how can that be? Still belongs to the Mets. Because of the deferments. You spend, isn't that wild? This is where baseball is missing a little bit. You spend a billion dollars so far in the offseason and you don't have the highest payroll. It's wild. It's wild. Those deferments have uh, helped set them up for a while. Uh, the luxury tax number. I, I, what is their luxury tax number going to be at? I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, Otani's going to count about, what, what do they say, 46, 46 million against the luxury tax every year. Uh, Yamamoto is going to count uh, in the close to $30 million range every year, a little under that, though. But that's just two players, and that's that's almost 80 million toward the luxury tax right there every single year for the next decade yeah. uh, for the Dodgers. That's well, that's a again, starting point. And then you've got all, you know, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. They're going to be going over the luxury tax this year, no no doubt about that. They have an $8 billion TV deal over the next however many years. You know, again, they're, they're printing money uh, right now, so we're definitely in a, a different financial situation right now. What do we have left to work with? Is it about 50 yeah, I mean, if, depending on whether depending on the Potters are going up to that $200 million figure that's been reported or more like the 180 to 185 figure that keeps them completely under the, the luxury tax because obviously their luxury tax number is higher than their actual payroll number. Uh, there's, there's somewhere between 30 and $50 million for A.J. Preller to go play with, which seems like a lot, but when you look at what even bad pitchers like, you know, Lucas Giolito are costing, that, 
that could all be eaten up by just two kind of mediocre players, and it could be gone if you're spending it in free agency. So I, I fully expect some sort of trade at some point by A.J. Preller, whether it's in January or closer to spring training. This roster is far from a finished product. There uh, is lots of work that needs to be done uh, before they, they get to the start of the season and the Dodgers uh, when they go to Korea for, uh, what, eight, what are we talking about, March 22nd? Yep. You know, two and a half months away, and and there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, six spots remaining, I believe, on the 40-man. So 34, uh, 34 guys, six open spots on the 40-man. Um, going to be interesting to see the the evolution. The um, Are they going to be hurrying along a Jackson Merrill? You know, is Jackson Merrill on the trade block? I, I know teams right now are desperate for shortstops, the Tampa Bay Rays being one of them. Uh, 20-year-old prospect, left-handed hitting, got some pop, uh, can play short. That should be interesting to them. What do you need to target right now if you're the San Diego Padres? I think it's starting pitching. I think it's starting pitching, and you need some guys that can play in the outfield. You have one outfielder as it stands, one major league outfielder. I know a lot of people like Sugar. I like Sugar a lot. I just don't know if he is your everyday center fielder in the big leagues. The prospects are exciting. Are you really ready to have Jacob Marcy be your opening day starting center fielder for the San Diego Padres? Correct. I, I don't even think A.J. Preller is really ready for that. So there is, uh, there's moves that be, need to be made. By the way, the Dodgers aren't the only team the Padres have to worry about. Yes, they're the closest one and the one in the division, but the Atlanta Braves acquire Chris Sale. Uh, over the weekend from the Boston Red Sox to try to beef that team up and, and see if they can make a run. I mean, they were really the best team in the National League last year during the regular season, Bro. and they're trying to get better as well. I mean, and again, they, they went for that move trading Vaughn Grissom, who is was one of their top three prospects for a couple of years now. No real spot for him to play um, shortstop for the team, so they tried him in the outfield. I don't know what the Red Sox are going to do with him. Are they going to play him at short? They're going to play him in the outfield. Um, but they they said, yeah, we'll take a we'll take a banged up Chris Sale maybe for twenty starts at the end of the season uh, to go out and try to win a World Series because when he's healthy, he's really really good as well. But it was a risk uh, on their part. We're going to have to make some moves. Yeah. like I that. mean, the Diamondbacks are, are only improved off of a World Series run. The Reds. Uh, have made several moves to get better after you know just missing the playoffs. The Giants uh, probably aren't done yet. Yeah, after signing Jung Ho Lee, should be better as well. And the Padres have mostly stood still and gone backwards, honestly, since last year. We'll see what else comes. We will uh, follow it, of course, throughout 2024 here on the Ben and Woods program. We'll come back. First game of Take on Woods is ahead. You can call in to play coming up on 97.3 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.